you to the Navigate Blinders podcast. And on today's show, I have Bianca Jarena. How you doing, Bianca? Doing well. All right. And Timothy Mills. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing well. I wanted to really talk to you guys about your recent uh, trip to Sierra Leone and the work you guys got to do over there, working with those children who are blind or visually impaired. So, uh, Bianca, I want to start with you. What do you do here at uh, Bosma Enterprises? At Bosma, I am an orientation and mobility instructor in the rehab department, and I also help out with assistive technologies for the visuals. Okay, let me, let me touch on that real quick. When you say you are orientation and mobility, what does that entail? So I teach people how to safely and independently travel within their environments using a white cane. And Timothy, what do you do here at Bosma? I am the supervisor of the kitty department. And what we do, we we sh- uh, assemble and shrink wrap various kits for the VA hospital. Okay, cool. All right. And how long have you been here? I have been here, it will be seven years in April. Okay, cool. So uh, recently you guys got to take a trip over to Sierra Leone to the, the Bali School for the Blind, correct? Correct. correct. All right. So what made you guys, or how did you guys... I know Bianca had went over there before, but how did you guys actually get involved to go back over there to do mission work? Well, I was asked to go two years ago um, to provide services for the children that have never received any orientation mobility Mm -hmm. or had recorders or computers. And so after some time of thinking about it, I decided to go and I just fell in love with doing the mission work so much the first time that I decided to go back a second time. Sounds good. So I know, Timothy, this was your first time actually traveling over to uh, Africa, correct? Yes. How was that experience? Well, it was a great experience. Me being African-American, I always wanted to go to Africa. But to be able to go uh, with a mission to help children that are blind or visually impaired, it just made it even more of a greater experience. How long was that uh, plane ride over there to uh, Africa? Uh, probably about 22 hours in total. Okay. And that's without the layovers. That's without the layovers. Hmm, that's a long ride right there. Long trip. How did y'all, what did y'all do to entertain yourselves when y'all was... Watch a lot of movies and try to sleep. <laughs> Fortunately, I was able to sleep well. Okay. Yeah. No problems. You know, no, no problems. No problems. Not for him. Everybody else, we struggled. <laughs> hey, it's something, it's something we can do <laughs> very easily. <laughs> hey, well, I like it. I like it. So, uh, Tim, once you got over there, um, how were you uh, welcome once you got to uh, Africa? Well, I was welcomed with open arms. Even. <laughs> Even getting off the plane, it was like three people helping me. I was escorted straight to the front of the line. And, you know, everybody was just so, so hospitable and nice. And just, uh, yeah, I was welcomed very well there. So I know uh, prior to you guys going over to uh, the Mbali School for the Blind, you guys held a fun, excuse me, a uh, hygiene drive here at Bali Enterprises. How did that come about, Bianca? Well, I... When I had asked everybody, I had to let them know that this isn't a mission that just Tim and I are doing, but as a community, as a whole, mm-hmm. as an organization. And a lot of people in just a short time of one month, a month and a half, that's how long we had to drive. We were able to get a lot of things, such as um, 31 deodorants, uh, um, 247 toothbrushes, 144 toothpaste, 
37 jars of petroleum jelly, which they use mm-hmm. for lotion purposes to yeah. put on their lips, on their hair, and um, 85 washcloths and 342 bars of soap. So we were able to collect a whole bunch of stuff for them and put the, all that material in, in three 80-gallon barrels. Okay. How did you ship that over there? Did you special shipping that had to be done so we have a guy um that we know personally who ships things on a uh, shipper and so we had to ship the things out in october and we didn't leave till january but we had to allow for enough time to get on the shipper then get to freetown and once it arrived to freetown then it was put in the warehouse okay so what um uh what role did uh, abaza enterprises play in you guys Going over there, what items did they donate? Bosma Enterprises, the first year I went, donated $1,000 and also 15 recorders. Uh, this second year, they donated 10 recorders to take. So how, um, I guess, how important is it for those children over there to have that type of technology? Um, the recorders help them to take notes, mm-hmm. um, to take in information that they would not be able to write down quickly just by writing in their full-page slate and stylus. Um, a lot of the kids, their writers are broken, okay. so they just have a full-page slate and stylus in which they write. So imagine writing notes on that. It's pretty hectic. And so the recorders help them, especially our college students, and take in that information. And this year we were able to take two micro US, um, micro uh, cards to put yeah. in their recorders. So the college, the two college students they have, um, their own so they can take in the information and have as much storage as, storage as possible. So um, what is the greatest need, I would say, for those individuals who are living with blindness over there in uh, Africa? What is, what is the greatest need that you saw? Um, well, they have a lot of needs over there, um, starting with the basics, you know, shelter, food, clothing. Just a lot of things that we don't really have right now that we may even take for granted. So they, mm-hmm. you know... So those things like canes and things like that. I know last time we donated about, what, 60? 60, 60, 60 canes, canes, correct. Okay, you guys also have helped them like repair some canes and things like that when you was over there? Yes. Correct. We took over old shafts of broken canes, and we either fixed canes or we created new canes and showed the kids how to make them themselves. Um, we went through, I believe it was 100 yards of bungee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's how many we made and fixed. Because the terrain over there is very rough. It's it's hard clay. So it's really like, um, I guess, like Kane traveling, find, trying to find a shoreline or something like that is kind of non-existent. It's yeah, there correct. wasn't much grass there. Yes. No. So I know this is going a little bit off script. So how would you teach someone how to navigate that terrain? Uh, they know their surroundings very mm-hmm. well. Um, they know that there's an opening between the wall that's by the dormitory, mm-hmm. then there's an opening by the bathroom, and then you can kind of hear um, the sounds of the building of the school. Um, but just over time, they know, they learn, like any of us learn um, through practice, yeah. where the well, where to find the well, where to find certain things, the mango tree. A, a lot of them are very good at navigating mm-hmm. at, at the dorms and at the school because they showed me around a lot and, you know, gave me a tour of the whole facility. Mm-hmm. How, how are people who are blind are perceived over there in Africa? As a burden? Yeah, 
unnecessary. That they see them as people who can't um, kind of contribute to society. And so they're pushed off to the side. Some, some of the children are considered orphans. Mm-hmm. Some of them, when they go to their families in the summer times or during the break, they will take all the things in which they received, uh, clothes, bed sheets, and a cane, and they'll go home and they'll come back with none of that because their family will sell their stuff. Wow. That's, that's deep. So at the Mavada School for the Blind, what are the age ranges of the children? When do they start? It can range from the dormitory um, about four all the way to 18, I believe. Once they reach 18, they're trying to do it where the kids then have to rent a, a bedroom from yeah. someone and stay there. But they can still come back to at least receive one to two meals a day. And they do receive a, a small stipend that the creek provides for the secondary um, children for, for transportation services. So, Tim, what was one of the biggest things you took away when you uh, left the Mavada School? The, the biggest thing I took away is just how much work needs to be done to change the perception of being blind and visually impaired in Sierra Leone. And also how much work needs to be done to create more opportunities for people to make a living there as well. So what kind of job does or do people who are blind have over there in Sierra Leone, if any? Well, a lot of them are teachers. Okay. Yeah, a lot of them aspire to be teachers. Or pastors. Or pastors, yes. Um, some of them are tailors. I found it uh, very odd that most of the tailors there with males, whereas here in America it's always females. So it's different. I know a few male tailors. <laughs> not many. Not many. Well, yeah, yeah, not many. See, not all many. of them was men. <laughs> all of them. Like, all <laughs> no diversity. Mm-hmm. So, what was your biggest takeaway, Bianca, from the trip? Just how much we take for granted here, whether it be the bar soap that I have in my my shower, or clean water, um, or a comfortable bed, or not to be taken granted by my families. The biggest thing I I took you know, took to heart over there because a lot of those kids have nothing, but I can say they have more joy than the people who have everything here. So these, uh, the children over there, they know Braille and mm-hmm. they're taught all of that um, mobility and how to, you know, pretty much what uh, we teach here at Boston Enterprise, correct? Correct. They do have computers in which we took last year, mm-hmm. but they can't always have them on because of the necessity for diesel gas to mm-hmm. run um run the um what is it the what the the electricity or it's not the electricity the the generator correct okay to run the generator they don't have the money to get the gas Mm -hmm. and so they can't always use the computer so they use old typewriters and then have to have someone with sight review their work so they are uh, familiar with like adaptive technology, like screen readers and things like that. They're familiar with MVDA, okay. which is a free, um, free on-screen provider, but they don't have JAWS. They're not familiar with that. Yeah, they, they don't have JAWS, and a lot of the secondary uh, students that go to other, that go to other schools, they don't. They're not uh, the computers and everything is not accessible. Mm-hmm. They don't have the technology that we have. They don't have the phones that talk to them, right. mm-hmm. things like that. 
we definitely gonna have to put that on our list for next year. Get some jaw screen readers and things like that to take over there. So maybe we could start off drive for that, you know, mm-hmm. going forward. But uh, I know I was reading something about Akon and a lot of solar power being installed in Africa. So mm-hmm. maybe that could be another possibility. And that's in the plan to so, put in solar power, uh, but it won't be enough to power the computers, but will be enough like for at least the dormitory mm-hmm. and the school uh, to at least have start with that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Are you guys planning on going back or planning on doing this again next year or trying to even, you know, hold another fun uh, hygiene drive? Absolutely. All the above. Yep. Yeah, I plan. Yeah, we plan to go back and hopefully next time we can go back and stay a little bit longer. So we can visit like the blind school in Freetown. Maybe we can talk to some officials and see what can be done to help the people that are blind in Sierra Leone. So that's what our plans for the next trip. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today and letting me know and letting us know all the good work you guys are doing, you know, around the world. And uh, if you guys want to know anything more about. And, and we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to get the word out there. Oh, no problem. We definitely want to shed light on blindness and the capabilities of people who are blind. And definitely thank you for going over there as well. Next time I can go, you can carry it off the plane. (laughs) Ah, man. I'll be right behind you. (laughs) There was a royalty over there. (laughs) But I thank you guys. And definitely, like I said, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and uh, follow us on Bosma.org and all social media channels. And I'll see you guys next week.